0: What's up fam, it's your girl Yvonne And welcome to another amazing episode of Authorized Move Guys, I am super excited about tonight's episode It's been a while and I'm sure that everyone has uh, missed the podcast We have missed you guys too But I am super excited about tonight's episode Because tonight I have a very special guest That's right, I am excited because I have an amazing guest on tonight and he's not just amazing because he's a phenomenal spoken word artist, he is a musical artist, he is also my husband and the father of my child And he does those things awesomely as well. So, he is my first guest on the podcast. And so, guys, I want to introduce everyone to an amazing artist, Mr. Illuminate. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. Your first guest. I'm honored.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we, we, we share a lot of firsts. So, yeah, I guess this is like the only natural thing to do is to have you as the first guest on the podcast so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself um tell us a little bit of how about how you got started in spoken word in in the hip-hop uh christian hip-hop world and and uh tell us a little bit about your journey with that
1: well i uh it started in high school um, i gave i gave my life to christ when i was about 15. Uh, years old and um I, you know i was all in uh, and so one of my, my my greatest desires was to see other kids my age respond and, and to the gospel and, and know god more And so, you know, I knew a lot of friends that listened to music, and I started listening to different types of music. And I was like, okay, how can I not be intrusive and, 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 you know, but still be able to draw them? And so, music came to mind. There's a lot of these artists that I listened to, and I knew they wouldn't listen to the music that I listened to. So I said, okay, if I just, you know, drop a couple of lines and let them hear me at least they'll be excited oh i didn't know you rap and then through my content they would come through and that's really how it all started
0: so in in that in in that journey tell us what it was like for you being so young and doing um, something that was completely like adverse to your culture because that's the subject tonight our subject is um you know basically five reasons uh, why you shouldn't care about what other people think. And so, you know, as a young, um, teenager yourself, you know, making that transition, you know, doing something that most teenagers that, you know, period, you know, most people your age at that time wasn't doing. Cause I mean, like, let's be real. Um, Christianity has just maybe within the past, maybe 15 to 20 years, have just become like its own genre and in, and, in and like a cool thing to do in, a, in its own lane. So what was that like for you? Um, how did you keep your own self identity? What was that thing about you back then that said, I don't care what anybody else thinks. This is what I'm going to do. And this is who I am. And, and I'm going to grow and go after that.
1: Uh, it was the passion. It was my passion. Um, that drove me. Um, I was, you know, despite any of my insecurities at that age, despite any, anything like that, it was really like, I, I really want to do this. So I was driven by my passion. And so that I, I didn't even consider honestly, um, what other people think I I thought, I knew that they thought differently, but how can I see them, (laughs) how can they see differently? How can they see me differently? How can they see God differently? So I was really driven by the go- my goal that was at hand.
0: So I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I can remember listening to a, uh, video of the late great miles Monroe. And one of the things that he, uh, spoke about was purpose. And he talked about how, when he had the same experience you know he was really serious about his relationship really with god his he was really serious about his faith at a young age and he essentially said the same thing Um, People would always ask him, you know, how are you so committed uh, to God and you're such a young man and his answer was I know my purpose Mm -hmm. and he spoke about how when you know what your purpose is like your purpose will tell you when to get up your purpose will tell you how to eat how Mm -hmm. to exercise your purpose will lead you to where you need to go. But it takes that passion like you're talking about in having that fire for your purpose. And so um, tell us a little bit about how you kept that fire going, especially from then, you know, as a a teenager to now, as a grown man with a family, you know, how do you keep the passion going um, to not only continue in your arts, you know, but also to excel and take your arts to the next level.
1: Well, I think when i now had that vision that 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 purpose that desire that passion to see other people see what i see experience the things that i've experienced as a young christian teenager then then the goals and the desires began to grow from there so i began to have a little bit vision of more at first it was really just to Impress, if I can use that word, impress my friends, let them know about God in this different way. Then it was, what can I do with this? How can I let the world know, you know? So now now I've had a, a new vision that in every time I would grow in the arts, getting opportunities to do things, then, then we, I saw more. There's other friends that I had that uh, were doing the very same thing. So the idea was, hey, how about we come together collectively and do this as a group? And so from one person just doing songs just to impress his friends, to becoming a legitimate group that is going out to uh, uh, detention centers and going out to different churches, going out to 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 uh, many, many multiple places, uh, going from to state to state, um, to be able to share this desire of ours, to share this passion of ours. So it, it just grew, really organically grew. We didn't have like a five-year plan or anything, but this is something we wanted to do, and then we, we 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 did everything we could to get there.
0: So when you when you talk about, though, like not having five reasons to drive you, you know, not caring about what other people think what give us an example of what that looked like at that time like did you receive any pushback for what you were doing did everybody get it like you know it's cool you have your own community and everything but I think that when you're chasing a dream or when you're chasing a a goal it is great if you have if you find a community and you find a, a group of like-minded people but the truth of the matter is not everybody gets that you know not everyone has that and in my own personal experiences there have been goals that i set or dreams that i have that aren't always celebrated as a matter of fact the i i find a lot of the times that some of the things that I'm passionate about most people even people in my everyday life people in my close you know not my close circle not my immediate I call it my um throne like my my holies of holies you know that that close those close intimate relationships but just peers and associates most people don't get you know your vision most people don't even understand it and so what I've found in my own personal journey is that when people don't understand what you're doing or who you are or how you are, they'll often try to label you or they'll often try to reduce you down to to their own understanding even if that means misjudging you in the process and then they'll act on that you know they'll act on their own perception of who you are um without really having a clear understanding that hey I'm just trying to go after my purpose you know and this is what I believe I have to do so 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 did you have any of that you know did you face any of that along that way and if you did you know what was that like tell us about that
1: that's uh that's a lot to unpack um the short version of it i would say is i was always been i've always been a person who was counter cultural this i was always a a level of introvert in me i was always weird and quirky in some kind of ways very different than a lot of my friends so i've i live in that space of being what are you really you know i can almost see it in people's faces What, what like trying to label trying to identify put you in a certain box and it's usually hard for people to do and Honestly, I, I find ways to defy their boxes a lot. Um, so you walk and you see this uh, big black man, and you there's this assumption that comes. And then just by the way that I speak, um, there are some, now there's questions. You know, like, <laughs> like uh, who who is this guy? Why is he so polite? You know, so, so, you?
0: okay. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I I gotta tell. So so guys, I just want to keep everybody um, make sure that we are mindful of our listeners. If you missed it, you know the number. The first reason why you should not care about what people are thinking about you is because you should be too busy pursuing your own passion. Just in case anybody missed it. That's the first reason. And now, reason number two is you shouldn't care about what people think because oftentimes people are um, thinking of you in terms of their own perception of you. And so, just to kind of like, kind of take it you know fast forward a little bit to our relationship in our situation and you're saying that you know people look at you and then they automatically perceive you to be someone or something based on their own personal experience Correct. and then the minute you open your mouth they're confused because they're like oh you know he's not at all who i thought he was and so then there's that intrigue treat you know that place of intriguement or intrigue you know what i'm trying to say So, so I, I just thought about a funny story. So when we were like engaged, um, you know, and, and I'll just, um, you know, share with our, our listeners that, you know, when, when we met, uh, you were a virgin and, um, I was, had been single and celibate for like seven years. And so our relationship when we first met was really innocent, you know, although we were both like what, 20 28 yeah we were both like 28 um but our relationship was like totally totally what we said it was according to you know our faith you know we both had decided that we well you decided kind of for us that we wouldn't kiss I was down for kissing (laughs) (laughs) and then the closer we got to our wedding day I I know that came back to bite you in the butt but I was down for kissing, but you totally were, like, not wanting to do nothing. Right. And so... We would share that with people thinking, especially in a community of faith, you know, thinking that our our peers, people who supported us in our singleness and now we have this great relationship and you would think that people would applaud that. At least that's what I, I, you know, I thought the response would be that people would applaud that, that people would see that, oh, you know, we are actually you know, experiencing and doing what we teach in our faith, you know, and I can remember, I would have people that, that I, I thought knew me well. Um, I would have them coming up to me, giving me advice on how to stay celibate and how to stay pure. And, you know, I would have these conversations with people and it was almost like, accusing me you know of sleeping with you and it was like well I knew where I was Mm -hmm. and I knew that I fell and I'm thinking yeah but I ain't you though like no my love for Jesus not saying your love for Jesus wasn't real but no like my love for Christ supersedes My passion. And plus I haven't had none in seven years. It's really not a big deal at this point. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing there's nothing to tempt me with. I've overcome that, you know. So so um that to me is like just a funny story of how you you really cannot um live under the weight. Of other people's perceptions about who you are, um, because we had a whole faith community of people that we were with for years mm-hmm. that could that could not believe that we didn't kiss
1: before not, marriage. Not only, not only is it their perception, but in that in that story, I also realized their experience, their ex, their own experiences, caused them to have a certain outlook on how things really are and so now if you're driven with a vision that of something that's never been done before and you're charting a t- territory that's never been charted before and so you have these people that did did not receive that same vision that you were given that 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 desire that drive that passion they don't, they don't have it to override any obstacles and so they can only see it not only by their perception but also in their experiences but I haven't experienced what you've experienced. And so I can't put a judgment on who you are or where you're going to be later in your life.
0: Right, right. That's good. That's good. So let's move on to reason number three. And, um, we, we're going to start to wrap it up here and, and we'll go on and, and move on to part two and save the rest for part two. But, um, another reason, um, that I feel like, uh, that I believe that you shouldn't, um, care what other people think simply because of mental <laughs> mental health reasons like for me i always like when we first got married you always say oh you're so analytical you you analyze everything in your mind and that was a real issue for me that i had to overcome and i think even just within the past two years I've gotten to the point where I don't care has like <laughs> become my mantra for me mm-hmm. because it it really takes so much energy to invest your your mind space to share your mind space with 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 being consumed uh with thoughts about what someone else is thinking about you because the truth is in a million years you're not you you're not in their mind like unless there's some kind of divine word of knowledge given you don't know what that person is thinking and you could drive yourself crazy thinking about all of the possibilities and and the truth be told that person may not have those thoughts towards you at all so um have you ever had any experiences like that where you assumed what someone was thinking and it, it came to be like that was total, total nonsense
1: all the time <laughs> 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 i think i'm a lot better these days um, but because I've always I grew up unique and different, um, I always did perceive people, um, and and sometimes to my detriment, n- not really what they were even they weren't even thinking about me. But just oh, look, so
0: you mean like when we first met, and then you thought that I was all into you, but I wasn't.
1: No, that was true. I was. That
0: was not true. <laughs> That's so. Like, <laughs> for the record totally not
1: true (laughs) that was absolutely true but but this is what i realized this is what i realized whether the person perceive a way about you or not it really doesn't matter now if it if it if you do get some insight where somebody thinks of you think of you a certain way that may that may allow you to be cautious in your relationship with that person Mm -hmm. i would not no longer not be in a relationship relationship with an individual that may think of me some kind of way if I find out but, but I'm not going to sit there and try to, do you think of me this way or that way? How do you think of me and not actually have a conversation with that person, but just all in my head, that is exhausting, right? That is exhausting. So whether or not, cause I've done it in, in my life where, I where I got to that point where I said, you know what? I just don't care anymore. It really doesn't matter. I'm just going to live my life, live the life that I know that I was created to live with purpose. And if somebody, um, uh, is doesn't really understand who I am or that they're, they're misguided in, in their thoughts of who I am. That does not, that does not affect my destiny. So why am I putting so much energy and weight in this particular thing of, okay, how do you really perceive me? So I realized after I freed myself by my own prison that i've created now whether you still think that way or not it doesn't matter because i'm still driven and hopefully as i pursue my goals hopefully as i as i uh, uh, reach all the things that i was destined to reach in my life you see my behaviors you see how i live and that will give you a little bit more clue on who, who i, I am, am as a person as a person right.
0: and then i think there's also a place where as you grow older and you get more responsibility and you take on more responsibility in life you just don't have time right. you just don't have the mental capacity to waste on things like worry anxiety fretting and i think when you get into that headspace where you try where you try to figure out what someone else is thinking about you or you are trying to figure out if someone else likes you or if they think that you're like it really puts you in a place of anxiety it puts you in a place of worry and that is such a negative headspace to be and and there is no way you know because this is the authorized move podcast and we we like you know helping people to push, you know, push them forward to move towards their purpose, their goals and whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish. And so for me, you just can't do that in a negative headspace. Right. There's no way that you can move forward in your purpose if you're worried or if you're, over, you know, if you're anxious, you know. The Bible says be anxious for nothing, you know, so so me personally... And, and and practically speaking, there's two ways to, to eliminate that. You can fix it with a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, instead of caring about what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. If you're that concerned or if the person holds that much weight with you, just have a conversation, you know. And if you if you find that you can't go have a conversation with that person about their feelings towards you, they're probably it's probably not worth even wasting the the mind the headspace on. Um so you can fix it with a conversation or you can fix it just by realizing that the person's not even that important in my life. I mean, love you, wish you well, God bless you, but you really not that important in my life. For me to have to spend this time On what you think And so um, Nate I think we're gonna um, Cut it right there And uh, we'll pick this up again in part 2 Of 5 reasons Why you should not care What other people think
1: So I get to come back again?
0: Maybe if you're good (laughs) I'll let you come back if you're Well behaved I think there's some dishes in the sink I could be suaded with slave work All right, guys, thank you so much. That's all we have time for this episode. Thanks, guys, for joining us on this episode of Authorized Move. As usual, guys, I did not forget, my listeners, I know you could be doing anything with anyone, anywhere, but you are choosing to spend this time here with us, and for that, we are truly grateful. Guys, join us again for another episode of Authorized Move, where maybe I'll let my husband come back if he behaves himself. You know. (laughs) and um we'll pick this thing up guys until next time peace